action, adventure, daring do. None of that on a very serious and monotone show about monsters from the fine folks at Disney. You're listening to Watchbots! Hello, everybody, and welcome to WatchBots, the show that keeps on keeping on. This is Mr. Freeze, <laughs> back again, and I'm joined by Shailen, the Hello. Scarlet Pimpernel, <laughs> and by Dapper Dave. That's me. Guess what? What's up? I was in a parade yesterday. I marched in a parade, and it was horrifying. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it's Flag Day here in the states and uh, in Massachusetts, big holiday. Yeah, huge, huge. In my town, it's our Fourth of July. We have the parade, we got fireworks, all that stuff. And my wife is part of this uh, diversity and inclusion group that wanted a a spot. They got a spot in the parade, so I marched with them. I didn't really think about like how many people would be at the parade and like staring at me, mm-hmm. but it was very well attended, and I was very well freaked out. Okay, I. Must have walked past a thousand people, and I didn't see one face because I was just staring down the whole time, just <laughs> just dragging this little radio flyer wagon full of candy, looking down the whole time. It was awkward. I'm glad I did it. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even glad I did it. It was just kind of just kind of strange. You've been in a parade? No, no, I've never been in a parade. Oh, I don't yeah. think so. The wagon of candy, an interesting touch to bring up because that's usually just part of your your general look. That's why they call you the Candy Man. Yeah, yeah, and I can. Um, the <laughs> it, it's. I mean, I just sort of like. Usually, I just get swept up in parades by accident because I've got the wagon full of candy, and like that's okay, right? Like sort of these accidental parades. But when it's like planned and you know massive attendance, it's just it just feels different. It's very very awkward, and I'm very anxious, and I'm still kind of twitchy from the whole like, sure <laughs> the whole experience. I understand. I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead and. It, like, I want to set the scene here for our listeners across the pond. Absolutely. Hello, yeah. governors. Now, quite right. <laughs> Flag Day, not a big holiday in the U.S. Why were there so many people? <laughs> I don't think I've ever even heard of a Flag Day parade. It is huge. I do not know why. I think there's surrounding towns that do firework displays on the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And so our town decided, no, 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 no. We can't compete with those towns. But baby, we got the B grade holiday flag day. Flag and we're night. gonna we're gonna do it to the nines. Hmm. And you know what? The fireworks, pretty good. I was just just a few months ago. I was in Disney for their fiftieth anniversary. Sure, that fireworks show, best fireworks ever. This one, I mean, if I hadn't seen that Disney one, I would have said this was the best fireworks display I've ever seen. It was just bananas good. Wow. Banana's good is a is a harbinger of quality. It's high praise. It's it's either apples good or bananas good, and it was it was bananas good. 
one time I saw a fireworks display pretty up close. And by pretty up close, I mean I was getting pelted by burnt up fireworks shells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was awesome. And oh, I no, saved them the for a worst. while. It's the worst. I hate fireworks in person. It's stressful. Ugh. Grow but, up. Do you like them on TV? No. I think they're dumb on TV and I hate them when they're up close because I'm always I'm waiting for a disaster and I'm like oh there's like stuff falling out of the sky and someone's going to be concussed by it it's going to get in somebody's eyeball and then they're going to be blinded forever and like it's just Hmm. concussed eyeball interesting terminology (laughs) fireworks on TV who could find that interesting it's just like well, I was just saying because like Shailen, Shailen said I don't like them in person, so I was like, mm-hmm. well, maybe she likes them on TV. I don't like them close up in person. In Disney World is different. Do you like them on a boat? If I'm not on the boat and the boat is doing the fireworks far, far away from me, do you I like them ex- in a moat? No. Do you like them on a goat? I don't like them on a train. I don't like them in the rain. Would you? Could you firework? What if you were facing head tripping on the stairs? <laughs> 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 anyway, parade's a big deal. What's the uh, what's the selection process like for that parade? I don't know. It's like anybody could have anybody could have gone. Oh. I, I, my <laughs> wife was like, "I'm marching in this parade with this group," and I said, "Okay, cool." And then a couple days later, I said, "Can I join?" She said, "Yeah." I didn't have to sign up for anything. Mm-hmm. I, could, I think you could just kind of join in. Join it. It hurts the idea a little bit. I like the idea that it's like a PhD dissertation. <laughs> or like a Harry Potter scenario where you got to walk yeah. into this this circle room and there's people in big magistrate hats. Hello, governor. And you sort of have to make your case as to why you deserve to be in the parade. You got to put on the crazy flag day, like stars and stripes hat. That's and right. it tells you what part of the parade you're in. Hmm. And you might not even support that. But like they're like, all of a sudden you're with the construction company, Ionaco <laughs> and Sons. Big time construction players. You know, oh, huge. You need, huge. you need something built. You got the landscaping company. Woo. Yeah. Woof. Was it like my favorite parade? What's your favorite parade, folks? Hashtag my favorite parade. Uh, the, the Rose Bowl parade, where they make they make floats out of flowers, which is a big accomplishment, but then every float gets a prize. It's like, oh, the prize for the nicest lilies. And just every fucking float has a prize, and it just it hurts the experience. Because if there's going to be a winner, there should be a loser. It's not... I'm not one of these, like... I don't deride people for giving away trophies, but... Sure. I guess I am doing that. I was going to say, except that that's exactly what you're doing. You know, right these now. fucking kids out here, they can't handle losing. When I played Little League, we sucked. And you know what we got? Trophies. Spit on. <laughs> Good. Good. Ball to the face. But anyway, uh, it reminded me of the time that I was, um, I got to ride in the front of a parade when I was very, very Ooh, What little. in the world? <laughs> this yeah. is parade life you live. I guess, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, my grandfather was the marshal of the St. Patrick's Day parade in my, um, the town I grew up in. And so I got to ride in the car with him, but I was very, very young and I couldn't even see over the, like the car window. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was just like a very slow car ride for me. You know what vantage point you would have been able to see from perhaps if you were perched on a building, top of a skyscraper, perched, perched on a building, like a, a famous stone thing uh, called a gargoyle. Oh, what's funny you mentioned that. Oh, isn't it? Folks, that's a hashtag pro grade transition. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a banana's good transition. You go to Lowe's, you ask them for a pro-grade transition, they're just going to roll back that tape about 30 seconds, and they're going to sell it to you. It's weird that for some reason it's being sold in Lowe's, but... That's right. Everything's a commodity now. Anyway. Masonry right. also sold in Lowe's. 
Absolutely. We're talking about the Disney show Gargoyles. And yeah, yeah I don't know about this one. <laughs> yeah, it's got all the all the vim and vigor of uh, gummy bears and all the action of uh, X-Men and... No, it doesn't have any of that. It's very, very dour. What a dour show. <laughs> the cartoon equivalent of Sleepy Time Tea with Gargoyles. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave, you've made the selection. How dare you? Yeah, Explain yeah, I don't yourself, know. Explain yourself, Dave. Uh, I watched this as a kid. I don't... I remember... I remember liking it. I don't think I watched a lot of it, though. Maybe I like more of the premise than the actual show. Because the premise is kind of fun. It's these uh, gargoyles who, <laughs> in the 800 AD, uh, protected a, <laughs> sorry, excuse me, uh, protected a castle in Scotland and were gargoyles by day, or stone by day and gargoyle by night. Mm-hmm. And then they got somehow transported to Manhattan, present day Manhattan. Oh, would you like to know how? Uh, no, I, I yeah, we, <laughs> please. We can, we can get into that later. But like, that's a. I must be on a fantasy kick because my last pick was, I think, uh, Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Sure. So, so it must be that. Yeah, I, I thought the show was was better and more exciting. Maybe I picked a, a clunker of an episode, but I don't think so. I have a sense that this was. Uh, this is the whole show. I'm kind of relieved to hear you say that because I too, <sighs> really, I like. I watched a lot of this show. I think. And okay. I remember, th- like, I remember liking it, and you sent the episode name, and I was like, yeah, we're going to do that show. It's like X-Men. I remember that. And then it just yeah, was like watching a marshmallow melt in the sun very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and that marshmallow was gray and tasteless. It was a black and white marshmallow covered in ash. Yeah. Ben, you see the show? No. I've never watched the show before. A show that I have heard about many times in my my travels around these, um, you know, nerdly spaces. A show sure. that currently has a board game in Target, which when I discovered this yesterday, I freaked the fuck out in the aisle. Can't confirm. Um, freaked out. And then people stared. You just pushed over all the end caps and they fell over, you know, like the like the shelves in the Department of Mysteries and Harry Potter. I peed myself. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, to, just to sum it all up. But a show that... It has a, a legacy that I suppose we'll get into, but not necessarily clear why. But what I can tell you is that the show led me to one of my favorite things about our particular show, and that's characters behind the show. And one of the characters oh, here yes. is a gentleman named Greg Weissman. Not a creator, but could be described as one. Well, he's listed as the creator on Wikipedia. And as you guys know, and as the audience knows, I love my Wikipedia rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's listed as the the creator on the Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. And he started as a writer at DC Comics. So if you click through to Greg Weissman's Wikipedia, I'm going to read you a selection here about how the show came to be. Let me see if you guys can guess who might have written this. After graduate school, Weissman worked as a development executive at Disney there, in conjunction with others, he pitched an early comedy adventure version of the TV series Gargoyles to Disney CEO Michael Eisner. Eventually, the idea underwent a transformation from Weissman's initial conception as a largely comedic cartoon to an episodic but sequential animated action drama, and the series was produced for syndication. Though Gargoyles itself bears no on-air creator credit, Weissman describes himself on his website as, quote-unquote, one of the creators of the show. Weissman was credited as a co-producer of Gargoyles from episode six, 
and as a supervising producer for much of the show's second season, but he has disassociated himself from the third season. We'll get back to that. Weissman is notable for the question and answer form he participates in with Gargoyles fans online. Kudos to this guy for like finding that one thing. According to his Wikipedia article, like it's just been this and maybe like an occasional side project. Like he, he read it, wrote like a bunch of novels or graphic novels or something for DC comics and magic, the gathering, but like it's few and far between. Like mm-hmm. it's mostly been just riding that gargoyles wave for 30 years. almost. And good, on him. <laughs> good for him. This is an interesting Wikipedia research. And I imagine you could go deeper into forums and stuff, because if you look at the Wikipedia article, it's, presented with this air of subtext to it like later on something refers to weissman as referring to himself as a creator and it's like oh well i guess that's an anti-weissman crowd (laughs) (laughs) describes himself as i think uh you asked who who wrote it um michael eisner (laughs) you think he wrote the entry i guess he's he's i think he owns a british soccer team or a premier league team or a second league team so i guess it's he's got time it doesn't seem like a hard job yeah. I don't know. So it started as a comedy and it ended in this bizarrely stoic affair. And as Dave mentioned, the story is about a group of gargoyles who <laughs> are rocks by day and alive by night in medieval Scotland. And then some shit happens. And then a billionaire named David Xanatos buys <laughs> <laughs> buys the, so the castle. We need a we need, we need a villain name that sounds like almost futuristic and ludicrous. David Xanatos? Xanatos yes. with an X. Xanatos. Yes. Who can we get to voice this character? Frakes. Bring him in. Frakes. Frake the rake himself. <laughs> it's completely made up. So he buys the castle. He moves it to Manhattan, modern day Manhattan. And somehow this wakes the gargoyles up, and then away we go. It's he such takes a... the castle, and he builds it on top of his skyscraper. It's the best. Like, what, what the fuck kind of premise, premise is this? It's <laughs> a beautiful one. It's one that should be fun and exciting and the opposite of what this was. It was a magical spell put on them. He broke it by moving them off of their castle. Hmm, perhaps. That, no, that's, that's decidedly what it is. Did Weissman tell you that? We, uh, we have a few more Wiseman quotes coming up, or Wiseman. Uh, I think that Disney Plus told Wiseman me that. <laughs> so, whatever it is, you get this weirdly serious show that they they spent on for the voice cast. So, Jonathan Frakes, Commander Riker, Marina Sirtis, Commander Troy, Michael Dorn, Commander Worf, also Ed Asner. Yep, that's Ed, right. Keith and, and David. Keith David. <laughs> Frank Welker, who were all brought on board to be. Completely emotionless. <laughs> gonna gonna extend that uh that Star Trek thing. Guest spots by LeVar Burton, mm-hmm. Jordy LaForge, mm-hmm. Meany, the, of course, the Irish guy O'Brien. Uh, His oh. name was O'Brien. Yes, he was Irish. O'Brien, <laughs> the the transporter chief, as we all know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was another one too. I'm forgetting. Um, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, him, and um, the guy who played Q. Oh, Brent Spiner, Data. He was in it, too. <laughs> Playing Data, because that's all he wants to play. Yeah. <laughs> so the show here, first season was 13 episodes. Now, it starts with a five-episode arc that we're not going to talk about. We're going to talk about where the episode we watched is placed in the season, because it seems insane, but it is what it is. This first season was written by occasional husband and wife team, Michael Reeves and Bryn Chandler Reeves. 
Second season was the classic Disney syndicated show, 52 episodes. They brought on a million writers. It involved an arc that is called the Gargoyles World Tour, where like a subset of the Gargoyles just travel the world and meet Gargoyles, I guess. Were they in a band? Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's called the Gargoyles. (laughs) I thought they were looking for more of their kind. They just go, are you ready to rock? And then they just turn into gargoyles again. Are are you a rock? Are you a rock? (laughs) Hashtag, are you a rock? Um, And then something changed between the second and third seasons. So the the third season became gargoyles, colon, the Goliath Chronicles. And it's not considered canon. What's a gargoyle colon look like? That's awful. Uh, Very stony. Yeah. Yeah. Rigid. (laughs) Sorry. I I got got off track. It's it's all kidney stones, baby. It's all kidney stones. So our friend, Greg Wiseman, has a couple of theories as to why things change between seasons two and three. Mm-hmm. This also, of course, from Wikipedia. This was a result of two factors, according to Wiseman. The first was changes within Disney itself. Fallout from the death of Disney president, Frank Wells, led to the divide between Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg. And Katzenberg left to form DreamWorks. This is all true. Okay. Wiseman's bosses, Gary Crissel and Bruce Cranston, that had been supportive of Gargoyles, also left with Katzenberg for DreamWorks. Further, internal pressure on Eisner from Roy E. Disney forced him to treat Gargoyles as part of the studio's older works, thus dropping the larger action universe plans, leaving the show without any support. Now, let's pause. We'll get to the second factor in a moment. Just the idea that like Roy Disney and Michael Eisner are like... We got to pull the plug on this syndicated show is so fucking ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the idea that like they like <laughs> the guy behind Splash <laughs> cares about yeah, gargoyles. Yeah. We we uh hey hey Wiseman, it's uh, it's Michael, it's Mikey Eisner. Um, yeah, we're we're not going forward with gargoyles. I'm sorry. So I the plug appreciate the embellishment here because you know what really happened is like gargoyles is one of a series of like 400 things on a spreadsheet. And they were like, all right, where else can we cut? Here, 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 here. Like, there's not even a title on that piece of paper. It's literally just like a code yeah. and a profit number. <laughs> well, what about this very expensive voice cast? <laughs> for, for is that probably cult hit? Well, I mean, you guys are talking about costs, but you're not, what you're not factoring in is the real world that was going on around. You know we talk about context here. Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. We love it. The second factor. Secondly, as the second season aired, the highly publicized trial of O.J. Simpson drew audiences away from Gargoyles often due to preemption <laughs> from the trial's coverage. By the time the trial was over, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers had become more powerful as a brand. Oh I'll say God. this about Greg Wiseman. Seems like a storyteller. <laughs> like, get some ideas. This is my favorite theory about a cartoon cancellation I've ever heard. The Disney show Simpson. was hurt by the O.J. Simpson trial because it got preempted a lot. With that logic, no TV show would have existed because that thing, that story dominated That's everything. Was it, it on it killed ABC? Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. The O.J. Simpson trial was everywhere. Was it on Canceled Major Dad. Oh, Shailen, it was everywhere. <laughs> Major Dad was a casualty. Yeah. Dinosaurs. Shailen, what, else was a, what else was a casualty? Coach, yeah. <laughs> Harry and the Fucking, Hendersons. And Jerry Van Dyke didn't work one second after Coach was canceled. Mm-hmm. It, was, it destroyed his career. Luckily, he had Dick <laughs> Van Dyke. To, to fall him. back on. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke is, he's like 90. He's married he's, to like a 40 year old. He's like 96. He's I more think. than, yeah, he's almost 100. Yeah. And you know what? And he's still dancing. It's spry man. I support it. Anyway, neither here nor there. So the show went off the air after oh, the third season, the much maligned third season, but people seem to have a fond memory of it. 
Between 1997 and 2009, there was a yearly convention called the Gathering of the Gargoyles. Oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> which was, of course, the inspiration for the Gathering of the Juggalos, which, you know, the Gathering of the Gargoyles walked so Gathering of the Juggalos could run. <laughs> well, they, they actually have since combined, mm-hmm. uh, and now it's the Gathering of the Gargoyles. Mm-hmm. Oh, that just sounds vile. That sounds terrible. I don't think I care for that word at all. Gargoyles? <laughs> or Gathering? Yes, all of it. Gargoyles. I mean, I'm not going to make the obvious joke. I'm just going to say it's like a cereal that makes you gag. It's gross. It's gross. <laughs> but not everybody loved the show. A couple of less favorable assessments of Gargoyles. One came from animation producer Bruce Tim, who worked on Batman and a bunch of stuff, who dismissed Gargoyles as, quote unquote, kind of namby-pamby with all that Celtic fantasy crap <laughs> in an interview. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I read that and I was like, what the fuck does this guy? I mean, it's not a good show, but like, I wouldn't call it namby-pamby. I don't even know what, what does namby-pamby mean? Also, it seems it's for weak people. It's, um, <laughs> it seems okay, weird yeah, to, yeah. to downplay Celtic lore, given how like interesting those stories are. Like they did a bad job. Name one interesting Celtic story right now. The one about the girl whose name was Shaylin? Incorrect. Brave, Braveheart. <laughs> Never heard of it. Braveheart. Braveheart. Was, yeah. a stale, was a tale of English superiority. Hello, Govna. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Union Jack. Shout out. Uh, another negative review from the animation blog, Cartoon Brew, who <laughs> cited the series as an example of the sort of juvenile mediocrities that are beloved by the nerd community now Hmm. that's maybe pretty that that might be insightful but coming from the animation blog cartoon brew get off your high horse Uh, join us in the real world here it's a a little bit of pot calling the kettle black there you betcha yeah what's brewing in that (laughs) hypocrisy that's right now the gargoyles name and brand lives on as i mentioned there's a board game there's new toys being produced live action movie has been talked about for years one of them, there was one pitch that was written by the guys behind the G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra movie. So the, the live action G.I. Joe. That didn't go anywhere. There was another pitch. Probably because it's a bad idea. By Jordan Peele. That <laughs> seems strange. Weird. <laughs> nope, I'd watch that. that I would, would watch it. I'd watch that a thousand percent. And I bet it would be a million times better than what we watched. <laughs> but what does the future hold for gargoyles? I know one man who has some thoughts. Is it Greg Wiseman? It's Greg Wiseman. Yes. Let's go to a May 2020 interview. Yeah. Gargoyles is still my baby. I don't own it. I don't get a dime off it being on Disney+. And yet I'm so thrilled that it is. I'm thrilled that it represents a chance, even if it's a slim chance to bring it back. I've always wanted to do more. I've got a timeline for the show that's 315 pages long. I've got oh notebooks Whoa. and comp books full of ideas Whoa. for it, spin-off notions and all sorts of things. Literally nothing would make me happier than to go back and do more gargoyles because I haven't made money in 25 years. <laughs> I just That last part's in parentheses. <laughs> I don't think that the listeners can really appreciate your full reading of that mm-hmm. without knowing Ben was like doing hand gesticulations and his finger was pointing and his fist was pumping it was beautiful it was a hamlet soliloquy yeah just, i should have been just he was holding a skull you know to be or not to be greg wiseman it was weird because it had like little horns like the the gargoyles but you know yeah. a wise man once told me more gargoyles <laughs> 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 i'm mr freeze killed it 
<laughs> a wise man, got it? You sure killed something there, Ben. You got it? So uh, anyway, the episode we're talking about here <laughs> is uh, somehow go. it's the last episode of season one, despite a plot that feels like it is setting the whole conceit of the show up, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Don't yeah, know. and this is one of those things where it was like, depending on where you look, there was the first episode called Awakening, mm-hmm. and then the, you know, two through six are all have their different names. But then in some places, it's the first six episodes are reawakening parts one through six. Right. So uh, it, it's just that boggles my mind. Like, who is who is changing the titles to those? Probably like a volume collection or something like that. But still. Someone messing up something Wikipedia. Like that. It's crazy. It drives me nuts. Trust me, bad bananas. I'm going to spoil the whole episode right now because I, <laughs> I just I need to understand this. So the plot of this is that actually no, I'll just spoil the ending. That's so much simpler. Mm-hmm. It's so much simpler. The gargoyles decide that they're going to protect Manhattan. They're working together Correct. with the cops to protect Manhattan, and there you go. And I thought, okay, this is the 13th episode. What were they doing for the first part of that season? So the first half was set up, it was them in medieval Scotland or whatever. And then the rest of the season, of, of season one, they're working with the cop to help solve crimes. And it's like, well, geez, it kind of <laughs> lessens the impact of them going, we're going to protect Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah. There's this, um, like, I, I will give like a certain amount of time or, or leeway for like the first few episodes to establish the concept. Mm-hmm. You know, all right, well, six episodes, fine. That's enough. What were those other six or seven episodes until 13? <laughs> yeah, what, I didn't, what was the point? You could just move it back in time. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. That's the point. So the episode was written, as mentioned, by Bryn Chandler-Reeves, a multi-decade career. We've talked about her in the past. She wrote on every cartoon under the sun. Fantastic career. Kudos. Divorced Michael Reeves at some point. I don't know what happened. I don't want to know. She's still working. Shailen, we're not speculating again on why they got divorced. Okay? We have gotten in hot water not from again. Shailen wildly speculating about people's personal lives, and we're just not going to do that anymore. I yeah. do what I have to do to keep everyone entertained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We read about gargoyles. <laughs> God damn it. So the episode aired, the very Life last episode of season one aired on November 3rd, 1995. I really wish I had more of an idea about what was going on in the world back then, Ben. Make it more gargoyly. No. Because it, it would sound exactly the same. I really wish that I knew more context for that. Sing it in um, the, to the tune of uh, that song, uh, Key Largo, but it's now Key Largoyles. I don't know what song is Key Largo. You mean the Beach Boys song? Do you mean yeah. Kokomo? R- R- Kokomo? Key Largo. No, no, no. No, no, it's not Beach Boys. There's a... Uh, Key Largo. Uh, Montego. No, 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 no. no. It's a different size. Go to Gargoyles. Bert, Bertie Higgins mm-hmm. sings Key Largo. Uh-huh. We had it all, just like Bogey and Bacall. You've never heard this song? Uh, it's it's a classic in the Yacht Rock uh, venue. This yeah. segment makes me want to smash my head on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Murderers row. Just like Bogey and Bacall. (laughs) Goliath had it all. (laughs) And also the other gargoyles whose names I didn't catch. Um, Rocky, Stoney. Tum-tum. I'm going to put you to the test. 
Murderers cool. Row in the box office this week. Number one movie. The beloved Ace Ventura when nature calls. Hmm. My favorite uh, rhinoceros birth joke. <laughs> I was going to say my favorite guano joke. <laughs> my favorite extended joke about bat poop. And there are many. There are many. What's your second favorite bat poop joke? The Joker going into the bat cave and getting his hands stuck in the animated series. Okay. Mine was from um, Man Without a Face. <laughs> Mine's from uh, Forever Young. No, it's really from <laughs> when Batman 89, when Vicky Vale discovers that for some reason, Bruce Wayne sleeps hanging upside down like a bat. And then she goes, <laughs> what if you shit yourself at night? And then he just kind of shrugs. And he looks like plaintive, you know? It's a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it well. A wise man once told me, to <laughs> don't hang upside down. <laughs> if you're going to poop yourself like a bat. Um, other movies in the box office that were highly rated. <laughs> Get Shorty, Copycat, Powder. Ooh. It's all your favorite movies. <laughs> Just one in a row. How did they know my top four of all time? It was like 1994, looked back and saw like Jurassic Park mm-hmm. in The Fugitive. And they were like, hmm. No, we give up. There's nothing. There's nothing. nothing. Now, notably, this was just a couple weeks before Toy Story tore through the land in a way not seen since Gargoyles premiered two months earlier. According to Greg Wiseman. Mm -hmm. A wise man once told me, uh, Gargoyles walked so Toy Story could run. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Chilling thoughts? I want to find a set of stairs to throw my face oh, down on. Interesting. A few days late. Now, let's get into the show here. We're going to play the song. I will say if you've watched Gargoyles in the second season, you're in luck because you get sort of a a nice narrated tie-up where they bullshit around about a thousand years ago, Gargoyles existed for something, and then magic did something, and now they're back. But for us in season one, we had a slummit with just this song. so on and so forth it's fine you know it's no gummy bears it's no you know a tailspin it doesn't sound like x-men which was exciting and only music sure and it's not fun either it lacks all of the things that you need for a children's cartoon opening you know what they should have done had an explanation about what was going on? No, I think they should have adapted the the Bernie Hagen song, Key Largo. Yeah. Potentially. <laughs> that might have yeah. might have set the scene a little better. We had it all. Just like Demona and Goliath. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Hudson as well. And they're, they're Robin, Key Largo. <laughs> Montego. Baby, why don't we go to Manhattan? Did you guys really not think I knew what the fuck the, the Kokomo song? I don't know. How many songs have Key Largo in them? Uh, um, this is just hitting me. I'm insulted. That's I'm fine. insulted. No, it's not. Dave, I had the cocktail record, thank you. The vinyl. 
That's that's a literal record. That's a fair point. But also, one time you told me that the Beatles and Kenny Chesney sounded the same. So <laughs> your record on music is really in question. <laughs> no, I stand by that. They don't sound the same. You I think told you're, me you're, they you're, mis- you're misquoting the me. They are the same. They are received the same way. You're digging your hole deeper here, folks. Put on mm-hmm. a ver- put on a version of "Let It Be" and put on a version yeah. of "Boot in Your Ass," and you tell me if they're any different. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's uh, the. Uh, Imagine and Good Risers is, is the same. Different person singing. Too, oh, which is oh my god, Ben! Oh my How god! How could I have made that mistake? You what a joke! Fuck. I'm gonna start calling you Michael Myers over there. Okay, you do. You just like you're standing with the butcher knife <laughs> at any given second. Heaven help you saying, if you fall when you hold that knife. I'm just saying. What would happen? We had reasonable cause to think that we Dave had it all on Key Largo. I know the song. That's all. Anyway, nothing says gargoyles like going to a rundown New York City and seeing a classic stick-up job. Ooh, daddy. This is the third time this month. Yeah, well, we live in dangerous times. Oh, shit. That fucking delightful banter between just a, a hard luck store owner and the guy who keeps robbing him. The victim and the perpetrator. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy times. And we immediately, we cut back a thousand years to 994 AD in Scotland. And I love that it's 994 because you couldn't just say like 870. It had to be like, it had to be literally a thousand years ago. It's just, I don't know, a little things. So the gargoyles are there and there's some of them. There's Goliath, who's the main dude. This is Keith David. Mm -hmm. He's a jacked guy with a mullet. And you had Demona. That's correct. <laughs> Which that should have been a red flag for our boy Goliath, but she looks like she would have been in like a punk band in the seventies. She's got this wild red hair. She's a, a demon, I guess. It's like when I married my wife Satana. <laughs> my favorite part about Demona is that her wings have little hands on the top. Sure. And when she's having conversations, they wrap around her like a cloak and the hands hold each other. Well, see that so many of them have cloaks that are made of themselves which is a little it's odd. so weird little but strange. hers in particular have like the little tiny hands and it's like a, a brooch <laughs> who would demona is also my favorite location in the kokomo song <laughs> demona jamaica montega hudson <laughs> goliath you also get hudson who's the old man who's played by ed asner of the mary tyler moore show like named <laughs> after the hudson river or, yeah like but he's a Listen. But he's from a thousand years ago in Scotland. Oh, I'm so, sorry. His name at the time was Aberdeen. Oh, oh yeah, it was uh, it was Mac Hudson. It was Nessie. Yeah. They all have names for different boroughs and rivers. Oh, what and about Goliath? Things, except for Goliath. What about Coldstone? You've never been to the Goliath borough. <laughs> Coldstone. And you got Coldstone, who is maybe Goliath's brother. I don't know. He might be a brother in arms. It doesn't matter. He's a creamery for sure. Very true. Yeah. As a wise man once told me. Coldstone, the gargoyle <laughs> locked, so Coldstone Creamery could run. I used to work at a Coldstone. What a time! You fell on one too. Yeah, you smashed your your head and you quit. Right? Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So they're all talking. None of them are Scottish. I don't know why that thing bothered me, but they're in Scotland. Just, just try. Does Ed, does Ed Asner at one point try a Scottish accent, or was I just <laughs> I don't remember I... that? 
I don't yeah. think he was trying for a Scottish accent. I think that he just garbled his words and he was like, nah, they're not paying me that much anyway. It's okay. Because like, I had to listen really close. I'm like, is he attempting an accent or is he just not even trying at all anything? I don't think so. I think he yeah. was not trying. I don't think anybody was trying. But what they were maybe trying at is some nice, natural, non-exposition-y sounding dialogue. Why do we risk ourselves to protect the human's castle? She's right. Let the Vikings have it. We can survive anywhere. A gargoyle can no more stop protecting the castle than breathing the air. Just got to set up every character's motivation. Maybe that you know? was a Scottish accent. <laughs> Breathe on the air. The air. Hello, the governor. Air. Yeah, I think I think that it was. I think <laughs> I think it was so off put by everything else. I missed the accent. Sexy, I'll tell you that. It's a sexy accent. Mm. It's true. That's my line. Of the episode, by the way. Oh, that's hashtag it, line of the show. Yeah, just because it's um, stated a million times. When the line is stated like four times, it's bound to be in the discussion of line of the uh, the episode. Listeners, we want to hear from you. What's your line of the episode? Hashtag line of the episode. I know we said we were going to come up with a better name, but we haven't done it yet. Still Mm-mm. work in progress. Absolutely. That's one fine line. <laughs> so the point is, Goliath and Hudson are going to look for Vikings, and then Demona. <laughs> Mona. Um, That's what I mean. Angela. They, and Coldstone <laughs> stay behind, and then bad shit happens. And then, I don't know, whatever. But now, we're back in modern-day New York, where in like a clock tower above a police station live Goliath, Hudson, a gargoyle's dog, and three idiots. That's correct. I love how their New York is like Tim Burton's Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> this gave me – I think I liked this show when I was younger or like thought I liked it because it was very Batman the Animated Series. It had like a – I don't know, like the sh- light and shadows and like the – They certainly were the stealing a lot of ideas, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the three idiots, who, their names are like – I don't know. like it's Bronx, Bro- Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and, and- – I don't know, Liberty or something. Like Synecdoche. It doesn't matter. Like They're going to go see a movie. Broadway. And then later on, they're shown in a movie theater watching a movie. Watching like, Bambi? Like they had popcorn. It's like, I, I could never figure out if the gargoyles are supposed to be secret or not, because if they are, they do a bad job. So I'm just going to assume that they did not give a fuck if anybody knew who they were. I don't think they cared. The detective gave a fuck, though, because she had to like lose her partner. I think, well, I thought that she was hiding the fact that she was working with them. Because she's incompetent as a cop. Right, because she's bad at her job and she needs the gargoyles to help her. Mm -hmm. Whereas earlier in the episode, she's like, I want this on the 11 o'clock news. Mm -hmm. I'd argue that the gargoyles need her. Well, they need each other. I I As we'll find out agree. much later, much later. Okay, well, we got to get to their motivations here. Can't play clips out of order. I get it. That's right. We can't get to my line of the show too quickly. It's 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 like it's a wise man once told me. Yeah, you can't go to the end before the beginning, except in the instance of this season of the gargoyles. That's right. The beginning's got to walk so the end can run. Do you know where the gargoyles live? Please tell me, Hudson. We live above a police station. What could happen? I'm just gonna leave my own commentary out of that. But um, anyway, so the three dumbasses go to the movie theaters and then. Elisa shows up. Now, if you watch the episode, dear listener, you might think that her name is Lisa, like L-I-S-A. No, no, no. It is Elisa, E-L-I-S-A. A really fucking frustrating name to say, 
Mm-hmm. And something that I watched the episode twice. I couldn't have told you that that was her name. Agreed. I found out from IMDb when I was trying to figure out who voiced her. <laughs> Me too. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> now, this is the 13th episode. She has known them for at least half the season. So it makes this conversation that Elisa and Goliath have hilarious, confounding, bizarre. Yeah. Guess it's time to do a little of the old protect and serve. Protect and serve? <laughs> the police model. It's what I live for. Protect whom? And serve how? The people. <laughs> now, my dear, they've Sir. been working with her for weeks. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Sir, what, what did you think she was doing before now? <laughs> was this a pilot that they like then just re-aired? Maybe. <laughs> later? This is the show we we uh you know we aired for somebody you know the Disney execs to like get a buy in or, or you know so they could pick it up right and then maybe they like said like all right write us a better opener mm-hmm. and then they just kind of stuck this in that's the only way because they explain Everything. so much that you shouldn't have to explain by episode thirteen of a cartoon except yeah. you have to because there's no monologue from Goliath telling you what the fuck's going on during the boring music just monotone. From I, I gotta, yeah. I gotta tell you, I, I loved Keith David in this. Agreed. Yeah, he really brought a lot of, uh, a lot of thunder to the he role. He had his baritone. <laughs> he was so, <laughs> he was so quiet and sad, but it was, it was fantastic. Protect he could just like and serve. Whom? <laughs> serve whom? So he decides he's gonna go with her, and she just deadpans. Well, my car is pretty big, and I like again. I was like, what? Like, what is happening? He has <laughs> wings. Was serious. I didn't know, like... Everybody's just deadpan. Yeah, I couldn't tell what was a joke or wasn't. It was like talking to Shailen. Oh, tons of jokes. Countless jokes. Hmm. We're going to get to some. So he's going to go on a ride-along. Now we cut to uh, Dick Xanatos' castle on top of a skyscraper where he's chilling with Demona, who's a... I just want to point out to up till this point mm-hmm. in this episode, Goliath has declared undying love for Demona multiple times. Then you see him with this foxy detective lady. And oh, now we're with Demona. You're, you're not possibly suggesting there's romantic tension between Goliath and Elisa. I'm, I'm just saying it's hard, possible. Elisa. Um, <laughs> no, but it's like, wait, he was going to love her till the end of time. And now, wait, what the fuck's happening? Well, and that's what ended. we're getting to. Don't take me for granted, Elisa. <laughs> let's let's put all things in context as we do. In many shows that we've talked about in the past, I have found sexual tension where it was meant to be. So, you know, I'm eagle eyed for it. The characters of Elisa and Goliath could not have had less chemistry. I there, mean, the I characters- do not ship Elisa and Goliath. There's no Galisa. There's no Eliath. Okay. I'm just saying that he was supposed to love no, no, no. Demona to the end of time. Well, she has and no clan. She doesn't know the meaning of the Now word. we're going to see her. We do see her. Yeah. Anyway, they're doing a fucking Frankenstein experiment. It's awesome. Um, yeah, it's really great. Here's a great emotion-filled description of it. The Steel Clan robots... All have proven useless. Your stolen spells haven't done any better. Neither science nor sorcery have defeated Goliath. <laughs> Riker, he was a ladies' man, for God's sake. And here he's just like... <laughs> this isn't the, the Riker smug and smarm. This is uh, the Jonathan Frakes from 
factor fiction. Yes. But even there, he brings a little more charisma than he brings to the role of Xanatos. I just love that that his very first line in this episode is... um, you're, you're also a fuck up. Mm-hmm. She's like, none of the things you've introduced, lots of words. And he's like, you fucked up too. That Dave make he's like, that's right, Demona. That's right. That's a fiction. <laughs> that never happened. That's a fiction. Completely made up. So they do a Frankenstein thing. Uh, the animation looked okay. I mean, like it looked quality enough. It just went on forever. But then whatever they're making starts to move. I've always wanted to say that. Okay, that was kind of clever. He actually ad-libbed that line. Oh, you're, you're telling me, sister. So what they make sits up, and it's a combination robot and gargoyle. And we'll talk about who it is in a second, but it's like, this is a gargoyle. Where, where did they get this guy? How did they make a robot out of him? <laughs> none of it is explained. None of it, I guess, I never th- needs oh to be explained. Oh, my God. I mean, think of that. Like, did they find him in... Maybe it was a previous episode or something. Like they found another Fuck. gargoyle. I don't even know. So they I don't even know. Castle? They I made reference know. to him being crushed to dust. Mm-hmm. And so because my brain is one to put the pieces together and just give the benefit of the doubt to everyone involved. Sure. I was like, oh, maybe they found like part of him. They found like his arm and his head and like a couple of his toes. And they were like, well, we can replace the missing pieces with metal like you do when you rebuild a house and you need to do like steel reinforcement. Found his head. That's better than the people looking for John Denver. It's true. <laughs> Sunshine on his shoulders because his head's gone. Yeah, it was unimpeded. My, 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 my. <laughs> so, they, of course. My John Denver. <laughs> Cole Stone. I'm Mr. Freeze. And he comes to life and he's been dead for a thousand years. He's an abomination. He's a Terminator. Let's meet him. What? Am I? You are Cold Stone brought to life. Cold Stone. Don't you remember anything? Protect <laughs> and serve. serve. Cold Boom. Stone. When Mike Tyson came to the WWF in 1998 to be the special enforcer for the WrestleMania main event mm-hmm. between Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin, he just kept calling Steve Austin Cold Stone. Like, I don't think he wasn't doing this. He's like, Cold Stone. And he did it for, for months. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Anyway, so Cold Stone is a robot. Like, he looks like a Terminator. It's a, it's a Frankenstein thing. He's mad. Whatever. Now, we cut back to Elisa's police issue, Enormous Cadillac, where she's driving around with Matt. And where do they end up? Oh, Goliath is flying overhead. So it's not literally a ride-along to answer that question. Where do they end up? But that fucking hard luck convenience store, okay? The old New York bodega? And I was like, man, I want to know a lot more about the circumstances of this store. And fortunately for me, Elisa's partner, Matt, gives you a little Matt's position here. Come on, Matt, what's up? (laughs) Nothing. I know the guy who owns this place. He's been robbed three times this month alone. He's a tough old bird. Born and raised here. He won't let street scum drive him out. I just wish we could protect him better. Coming? <laughs> or or serve him. You know what the answer would be? He's been robbed three times in the last month. Catch the fucking guy who did it, numbnuts. <laughs> yeah. What are you waiting for? A giant gargoyle to help you? You piece of shit. <laughs> um, I just want to interject here. Did you happen to catch the voice actor for, for Matt? No. It's Tom Wilson. <laughs> from Back oh, to the Future. man. Really? <laughs> oh, so that fucking rules. What's Michael J. Fox like? 
He's a nice, yeah. nice guy. <laughs> oh man, we'll be plugging that song in right about here. When I'm flying in a plane or I'm on the street, there's a lot of famous people that I like to meet. They shake my hand and never ask my name, and they start asking questions that are always the same. Hey, what's Michael J. Fox like? He's nice. What's Michael J. Fox like? Nice guy. What's Michael J. Fox like? He's an alien. Stop asking. Comedian Tom F. Wilson. Very same. What a dream. You have written to that guy multiple times. Never, never wrote back. back. Never writes back. Maybe this is the episode then. The Maybe he hears it. Maybe. So <laughs> it's, it's one in a million shot, but I'll take it. You know. Send in the recording. We, we love to as Matt. Personally, send the cop. The MP3. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> the cop. Matt the cop. So, okay. Matt the shitty cop goes in to see the convenience store owner. And then Lisa pulls out a pretty standard earbud microphone combination. And her and Goliath spend like 10 seconds marveling about it. Like, this is great. And it's like, what great this police technology we have. Who was, like, was she amazed? Was he, I was so confused. But then they have a conversation because that's what the show's about. And Gargoyle, Gargoyle Goliath, GG. Let's just call him Gargoyle. What people call Bruce Willis diehard. The, the G in Gargoyle stands for Goliath. His name is Goliath Argoyle. Yeah. Anyway, here's the conversation. Why does that man keep his shop open? He could be robbed again. Why does he not leave? This is a dying neighborhood, Goliath. The big markets won't even come here. If he closes this store, people will have no place to buy food. That's more important to him than hiding in his own little castle. His community needs him. The nicest famous guy you, you need know. to He should just light his building on fire jerk. Raise it It's a to a important to know Goliath Broken in the breeze He's a little, little baby man Yeah I don't know how long he lived Before the 994 But like Not long He's not like you should understand those words that she's saying. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like it's not that he doesn't <laughs> right. understand the meaning. It's that he's having trouble like processing the syllables that she's well, saying. He serves right. your community. But then I understand you now. Think about the picture that this paints. They they established that this is Manhattan, right? And yeah. I know that before Giuliani came on board, New York was a mess. And we we all loved Rudy Giuliani here. Not a bad word to say against the man. But just like <laughs> the idea that this fucking one store is the only place people can go for food in New York City is just the most absurd thing. Even as a child, I would have thought that that was insane. See, you're coming from a place of privilege, and I'm going to tell you why. I actually thought that this was remarkably progressive to point out that there are people who can't get like within a certain radius of where they are. What was ridiculous, I'm going to reiterate this once again, the cops knew this man was getting robbed repeatedly. And instead of waiting inside his store. Sean, I've been to New York City many times. I've never seen Ben's <laughs> eyes roll so hard. That's a thing. That's a real thing. I have been to New York City many times. New York City. Uh-huh. There are a lot of stores. It's not all like Target and Walmart and the Whole Foods. There are bodegas. I'm saying that this is talking about a very specific thing that exists where there are certain neighborhoods that don't have the, like healthy food for people to eat. That's a real thing. God, I want to just smash my head off a stair right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't think it's that extreme Coming out of from a place of privilege. Listeners won't hear this. It's me flipping Shailen off. 
I, I can't hear you from your high horse. It's not a high horse. I actually thought that this was like a ridiculously ahead of its time commentary about like having food scarcity. It would be a shame if you fell off your high horse, fell on your head. That's true. It'd be a real problem. Hey, Ben. Yeah. Check your privilege. Yeah, I guess so. My, 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 my. <laughs> I'm Mr. Freeze. Um, anyway, so let me, uh, let, me, let me put my privilege aside here. They go off to Times Square, where actually you saw no stores, so maybe Shailen has a good point here. There were no stores lining the streets. But they took time to animate the, the naked cowboy? <laughs> yeah. The, the Rome's Times Square? It was, it was really, I don't know. I'll kind be of specific. Naked cowboy was my uh, nickname in fourth grade. Huh. No. Do you know that? I did not know that. Well, you, 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 you didn't get in new. trouble for it because you are privileged. Yeah, I got too highfalutin to get in trouble. Yeah. That's what happens. Like I'm looking forward cronies. to when I send Ben and Dave all kinds of articles about like scarcity of healthy foods and in cities. Look forward to me not reading them. I think we understand the the concept. It's just the 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 connection of that to a show about stone men. Who it just seemed so weird. Like it seemed so out of place for what it was. It was like I don't know. I get it. I get it. It's very progressive, and it was very it was very you know it was written by a wise man. <laughs> You know what else a wise man once told me? Tell me. Gargoyles must go to Times Square with no plan and drink from the fire hydrant. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. So every cop so angry. Every cop in New York City goes to Times Square. Where Coldstone is behind a bus and he knocked over a fire hydrant. And there's like 40 billion cops. There's so many spotlights. It is never even remotely made clear. Was Coldstone sent there? Did he run away? What is he doing there? He's just getting blasted in the face with the with the fire hose. With the fire hydrant. It's insane. Why? Why, Shailen? To stop him. That's how I drink from water fountains. <laughs> so That's how I drink from glasses. There's a, there's a million cops there, but they waited for Elisa and Matt to show up, and then Elisa and Matt charge in with their guns, which not a thing I was aware cops were doing these days. Um, it was 1994, and they they're just going to kill Coldstone dead. But then he picks up the bus, and he's going to throw it at them. And Goliath's there in the the lights, and then Goliath swoops in, and he and Coldstone start their famous fighting style, which it comes up a lot in this episode. And have you ever seen Dancing with the Stars? Yeah. You know how sometimes like when the two partners like clasp hands? Mm-hmm. It's just like yep. that because they're just grabbing yep. hands and like shaking back and forth. There's not actually like punches <laughs> thrown or anything. And like you 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 don't tell where the one begins and the other ends. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's a beautiful beautiful dance. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> Elisa asks Goliath, who at this point there's no pretense that these are secrets. Like these are just fucking big winged men flying around. Big monsters. She asks him what like what in the world this is? is an abomination. <laughs> Rookery brother, you betrayed us. <laughs> That's how he talks when he sees his brother, who he thought was dead and has not seen in a thousand years. It is an abomination. Well, because he has robot parts. Maybe he didn't recognize him. Well, well, that's, that, uh, that's, that's fair. Point. Yeah, thank you. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, here's five seconds later. Okay. I... Know you from long ago, 
you are my brother. <laughs> oh, so it's it's oh, like man. just selective memory there. It's like if you had to have a cast on your arm and you your brother came home and was just like, You're an abomination. <laughs> you are my brother. I know you from long ago. It's like he's channeling William Shatter. Yeah. In a bad way. Yeah. In a bad yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they're fighting the three goofballs. The movie theater gets destroyed. So they come out. They're up fucking chucking hubcaps at Cold Stone. And then Elise just goes, Goliath. Thus breaking all, all pretense again that she doesn't know this guy. Xanatos and the lady <laughs> and Demona see what's going on with Cold Stone. And then Demona. Shows up with two robot gargoyles, and the cops are just chatting. Yeah, it's it's weird. Man, oh man, this can't be happening. There has to be something we can do. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Tom Wilson voiced Matt just looks up and he goes, "Those things can make fly." (laughs) Yes, it does. This is not a cartoon painting a favorable picture of New York's finest. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of this was, I, 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 as, as the viewer, I was like, what are they trying? Is the show, the animators, are they trying to keep the gargoyles in the shadows? Yeah. So that the people <laughs> don't know what they are. But like before that, you can clearly see these winged creatures fighting. It's like, why are you even bothering with this pretense of hiding? The news show in the cartoon is like monsters fighting in Times Square and no one's doing anything to hide it. No, nothing. You got the bad guys up on like a roof and you got the good guys down below. And then the news vans show up and then Elisa uses like the amazing walkie talkie to be like, hey, Goliath, you don't want this on the news. And it's like, yo, y'all been here for like a half hour. Somebody might have taken, I know like there were no cell phones, but. Somebody might have taken a picture or <laughs> seen something. Might be able Do you to think this give... episode was inspired by the O.J. Simpson chase? Oh. You know, the, the news was so prevalent and just... Well, th- you know. this was before that, right? So okay. maybe right. a wise man once told me gargoyles could mm-hmm. walk so the O.J. Simpson coverage could run. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like what that implies, but I like the connection. It all plays. It all plays. Yeah. So Elisa's like, listen, like you want to get out of here. <laughs> and then Goliath, continuing this idea that he just doesn't understand words yells up to xanatos who he thinks is in a faraway spot and says xanatos i'm sure you can communicate via your robots and i doubt you want to see any more destruction done to your city perhaps we should move to someplace less fragile no (laughs) i like the part of goliath's reasoning here is that xanatos is such a true blue new yorker that he doesn't want to see any more damage to the city. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you don't want to hurt your people, Xanatos. <laughs> it's like that part in Spider-Man 1 where he's like, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. <laughs> oh my God, I hate that part. I hate it's it. It's the same thing. I think that was Xanatos on that bridge. For some reason, Xanatos agrees and they all just they'll just leave. They go to a bridge. They go to a fucking bridge. It's like, this place is too fragile. Maybe there's too many people there, but like, then they go to a bridge, which is just as important as infrastructure as Times Square Well, is. the bridge is shut down, okay? So it's a little oh, safer. Uh, uh, but then, okay. like, in theory, if you follow the logic, Goliath suggested they move there, probably one, to avoid collateral damage, uh, which was big in theaters at the time. And then two, 
to not be seen by people. So they go to a bridge where they proceed to have a big laser fight. I don't know. Seems like like a weird weird bit of logic. Hey, what's going on in that abandoned bridge over oh, there? Oh man! Oh, I don't know. Let's let's ignore it. It's fucking, probably just fucking night construction. Am I right? It's probably just robbers robbing bodegas again on top of the bridge. <laughs> so Elise is like, "Don't worry, Goliath. I'll bring help." And it's like, "What the fuck? Whatever." So then you come back from commercial, and you see Hudson, who's the old man gargoyle, and he's just hanging out and he's watching TV. And I don't watch a lot of TV news because. Um, it's I mean, terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But TV newscasters tend to have a, a sort of an aura to them. You know, like a certain polished look. They sound very official. They sound like I'm a I'm a newscaster. For some reason, a wise man decided that a New York newscaster could only sound <laughs> like a fucking hot dog vendor on the street. Here we go. This is Travis Marshall reporting live from Times Square, which seems to have been besieged by Monsters. Monsters? Yeah, this is Tony New Yorker down on reporting do- 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 to you do- do- live do- from the abandoned New York Bridge. I'm here. Folded slice I'm here hand. standing. <laughs> I'm standing on a couple of pizza boxes. Come get a slice crazy. of this news. So Hudson thinks, oh, I should help my friends. But then he's faced with that idea that we've heard about seven times where it's like, oh, wait a minute. I can't abandon my castle. And you're like, oh, like, how is he going to resolve yeah, this you decision? Gotta, you you um, protect your castle no more than you can breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the line. Oh, I got to go back. I forgot something. Uh, and I only bring it up because it's one of my, my hashtag uh, lines of the show. Um, Demona is yelling at Goliath about being a man or whatever. And she's about survival and that she has a new clan of gargoyles. And then Goliath gives the sickest burn I've ever heard in my life. You have no clan. You don't know the meaning of the word. Fucking got her. Anyway, how to get that in. Says the guy who doesn't know what protect or serve. <laughs> he doesn't know the meaning of any words. <laughs> so, Clan is? They go to a bridge. Uh, and shirt? It's like a steel suspension bridge. And there's just a long, long fight. I'm not going to recap the whole thing because there's a lot to it. There's just, there's flying, there's lasers, whatever. It's Keith David and Roddy Piper voiced Coldstone, mm-hmm. and they just fight forever, for like fourteen minutes. They're bashing each other with pipes. It's brutal. They're yeah. smashing heads it, off the ground. Yeah, there's like trash barrels involved. Mm-hmm. Shailen was there for some reason. It's true. They get up and they both it's say, painful. "They live." <laughs> and then the show ended. Yeah. <laughs> then I woke up. So they lock hands again. They're doing their dance thing. They chat. Don't want to hurt you. You already have. <laughs> cool. <laughs> who who said that last line? Is that Coldstone? That's that's Worth. That's Coldstone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sounded like you when you're pretending to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like me when Shailen was yelling at me about privilege. P- pretending to be angry. Yes. Yeah. Pretending. I'm an angry person. So they're fighting. They're all fighting. There's a fat gargoyle. And one of the robots shoots the suspension wires. So those are like high tension wires. And the gargoyle just gets like wrapped up in them. And I thought, oh, not that I expect realism out of a cartoon, but if like those wires hit him, he would have just been like sliced into pieces, like in the Resident Evil movie, where like the laser (laughs) grid goes through the guy. (laughs) Or like surely the bridge would have started to collapse. No, 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 no problem. Well, the bridge was under construction. So yeah, so it was double reinforced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see where you're going. At one point, one of the robots 
gets his like his head shot off, but it's it it's not a robot, it's Xanatos in a suit, which I think was supposed to be a revelation, but I just thought, oh, that's confusing because <laughs> he's just standing there with his little ponytail. <laughs> I don't know. Every every time you say Xanatos, I just mm-hmm. think there's going to be like a long line of symptoms or side exactly. effects. Exactly, <laughs> Xanatos. People who have taken Xanatos have experienced a uh, mild dry mouth Loose agitation. Loose <laughs> Xanatos. Ooh, Xanatos. <laughs> Joint inflammation. Loss of limb. Loss of hearing, loss of hair, loss of testosterone. Erectile dysfunction. It's uh, the Keith David voice, by the way, giving you all those potential side effects. Ooh, yes, he should narrate every uh, every prescription cartoon. Or, Is he on uh, Cameo? Cartoon. Do you think I can get him to do Car- that? Commercial. How much would it cost? A <laughs> hundred dollars? Just put in the description. Just just read the script as I wrote it, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and slowly. So Xanatos gets like his helmet knocked off. The fat gargoyle gets wrapped up in wires, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Coldstone and Goliath just fall into the water. There's no like blow that makes it happen. They just like they fall of their own volition, and then they're both sinking in the water. And it's um, what's the name of that painting? Where I think it's like God is reaching out to Adam, and they're touching fingers. Creation of man. Creation of man. It kind of looks like that. You thought high art, and I thought that looks like Splash when Tom Hanks is drowning. <laughs> oh, but hey, a Disney property—that's pretty likely. I think mm-hmm. I could see it. So Goliath is reaching up. Coldstone is reaching down. It looks like they already died. Like they're just like yeah. staring at each other. But then, just in case you forgot, they weren't even trying to swim. No, no, because they're cold. It's cold. And in the they're water. made of that... made of rock, I guess. So they should sink. So they're I... sinking. And they got knocked out. I don't think they're made of rock, though. I mean, they are during the day. No, just during the day. Yeah. I don't know. During the night, they're made of weird. Is there are there any like insane theory, Shailen, you want to make up about what the gargoyles are at night? If you say like dragon, the semen of the Vikings, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. Ew, no, I just assumed like a lizardy material. Well, there's a there's a bodega clerk, Ben, and he jazzes onto a rock, and it Uh, becomes the gargoyle. Oh well, Dave, there were not bodegas in medieval Scotland. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't even fucking come at it with your with your big time modern attitude. (laughs) You know what? You know what's at the door? I just checked it. My privilege. Okay. Anyway. A gargoyle can no more stop protecting the castle than breathing the air. That's a Scottish accent. That is a Scottish <laughs> accent attempt. Breathing the air. Protect. Protect. So cold. You're 100 percent right, <laughs> correct, and I yeah. take back when I right. said no. Breathing the air. The air. Air. <laughs> So Coldstone grabs Goliath and he flies him up and you see the other three goofball gargoyles and none of them ever thought, oh, we should jump in after him. They're just trying to disentangle the fat one. <laughs> they, they just give it up on Goliath entirely. Like, well, I guess he's dead. Surely he'll save himself. Once they hit the water, they're dead, they thought. So Goliath revives. They're all just kind of standing there. And then Demona has a big laser and she's talking to Goliath. Uh... And what do you protect? Enough of this. No! No! <laughs> so Demona, Demona shoots Coldstone. <laughs> or no, she's, she's shooting at Goliath and then Coldstone in classic Frankenstein fashion. Like he takes the hit and he falls into the water. And he's gone. But then... Oh, God, what, if, what the fuck? Okay, and then Elisa shows up with Hudson and the dog, 
and the dog tackles Xanatos and is just like sitting on him. The the and, dog who is Vince Clartho. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely Vince Clartho. Right, Shailen? For sure. Hashtag Vince Clartho. Yeah. And then Elisa pulls her gun on Demona, which <laughs> I just think is funny. Like is this the show where somebody gets shot? Who gets yes, shot? It is, yeah. Elisa gets shot. Oh my god. Yeah. Damn it. It was a controversial episode because it showed a, a like a, a puddle of blood underneath her. Mm-hmm. And then they just uh, retconned that and it never happened. Did Disney erase it? I thought so. Hmm. I might have made that up. I have very vivid dreams sometimes. Is that episode on Disney Plus? I'm not going to look it up. But I am going to say that my um, my metalcore puddle of mud cover band, puddle, mm-hmm. puddle of blood. <laughs> <laughs> we just dress up in guar outfits and play like that she fucking hates me song for 40 minutes. A webber boo. A bell bell fucking hates me. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's the end of that. Anyway. We had it all. Demona flies away with Xanatos, and then they're just kind of hanging out. And you look and you see Hudson there. And you're like, oh. Fuck. Well, I guess he got over his moral quandary. I wonder if he's going to say anything about it. It took me a while to lose Matt and get Hudson. Is everyone okay? What happened to the monster? Uh, oh, <laughs> I guess Hudson was just fine with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's, All is well. That's cool. Good. Good. Goliath explains the cold stone is gone. Uh, I guessed that he wasn't, and then it was confirmed that he comes back several times. Now we're up on a different roof entirely, because for some reason we couldn't hang out on the bridge. Brooklyn or Montana, I don't know, one of the goofy-ass gargoyles. Albany. Yeah, he, uh, he has a question. But what do we protect? The clock tower. No. That is merely where we sleep. This <laughs> island, Manhattan, this is our castle. Again, last episode of the season we're deciding this, but it is what it is. Yeah, like, were the rest of the episodes just about them protecting the clock tower all the I time? I think so. And they were, <laughs> let's, let's expand. We got to expand this universe. Let's um, let's let's branch out uh, of this this oft attacked clock tower. They had to attach the coupler on it for the lightning storm. I'm just trying to think of how much trouble they could possibly get in in a clock tower above a police tower. Mm-hmm. But now they have their mission, and these are like millennia old gargoyles. They seem pretty well set up, but. They're not alone. They have Elisa with them, and she's just hanging out, looking really out of place. On this roof? On this roof. And she notices that Goliath is still kind of brooding. And that's a little unusual, I guess, because she asked him a question. Are you all right? Is there anything you need? Yes. I need a detective. (laughs) And now that's my hashtag line of the show right there. That is weird. It's so good. That's my favorite line, too. It's, it's a really good line, especially what happens next is they just cut to them in, in the bedroom. Yeah. See, it's there's all, like- It's all above boards. There's, she, she's smoking a cigarette. Mm-hmm. There's awkward non-tension there just because of the way he delivers the line, but not for any other reason. Well, it's made a little a more- detective. What makes it awkward is the line, and then the seconds of silence, and then the next shot is a wide shot, and Goliath is just carrying her in his arms as they fly away. <laughs> It's and weird. the weird yeah. minor note that comes from the orchestra. Yeah. 
Just like that. What was that note again? No, I can't do it again. Mm, I got only got one in me. Interesting. And you'd think that's the end of the episode, but it's not. Because we go back to the bodega, and thank God it is still open. And then our, our crook runs in, and the guy's like, oh, man, don't rob me again. Uh, I'm not robbing you, man. Do me a favor. Call the cops so I can turn myself in. What? Why? Because six monsters just told me to. Ah, well. Is that also Tom Wilson, Jalen? I thought that that was um, Fred. What's his name? McMurray? No. <laughs> Dang it, man. <laughs> A reference only Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Welker. No, it's Fred McMurray. Um, so the Your whole thing. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let's, I always pause. forget Frank Welker's name. You, you say her whole thing. That hasn't been her whole thing in two years. It's Thank my thing then. now. It's my thing that's, now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But also, that's who it sounds like to me. It sounded um, like Tom Wilson to me. I would believe you. Why didn't the man operating the store call the police any prior time? Because, Shailen, it's a dead neighborhood. They don't care about him. So you're Maybe if it, it was a white-collar crime, am I right? So do you think that he's calling and they're not showing up in time? Or do you think that he's no, just I don't, not calling? I think he's just not calling. I feel like we owe Matt, the detective, an apology for calling him a bad cop when, in fact, it was the store owner who wasn't I'm, showing, who wasn't calling the police. I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm just going to continue to call him a bad cop and feel okay about it. That's fine. So you think, that, you think the show would be over? Great cop. <laughs> Hell of a cop. Banana's good cop. <laughs> More of an apples level for me, but teach I was going to say yeah. apples level. Cherry's good cop. <laughs> Peaches. So you cut across the street where Elisa is again on a roof of an apartment building with the gargoyles who have now turned to stone. And here is the end of the show. You know what, guys? The city feels safer already. Doesn't say much for the police force of New York. <laughs> Can they hear her when they're made of stone? Like, is it one of those like paralysis situations where it's like they can hear and see and feel, but they can't do? Oh, like that Robin Williams movie, Awakenings? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Reawakenings. Ooh. Makes you think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting on that all night. I loved it. I love that drop. Gotta get that Awakenings. Yeah. Do you think that Elisa did inappropriate things with the statues? Ew. <laughs> I don't know, Shailen. <laughs> You're out here asking if they can hear and feel. So I thought, oh, let me just follow that thread. But no, it's me who takes it too far. Yes, frequently. <laughs> so the guy just runs in, right? And he says, six monsters just told me I have to return this money. Correct. Six monsters and walked then, into a bar. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And... um. Uh, I don't know. There was a priest with them. Um, but then they go outside, literally outside. And she's watching the criminal in the bodega. Mm-hmm. And the gargoyles are now stone? Yes, because the, the sun is rising. So, okay. He never said when they said it. Maybe he had to go dig the money up or something to and, return and it. And you might, you might ask, oh, okay. instead of bantering with fucking pieces of rock, maybe she should go. Arrest the guy. Arrest him, yeah. But then again, I don't know how she can get down from that roof. <laughs> I guess you'd have to use the fire escape. <laughs> it's not as elegant as being flown up there. <laughs> but it's like, it, yeah. Like, <laughs> She's just running oh, down the steps. Oh, fuck. So instead of stopping the guy who has committed these obvious crimes, yeah. they talk to him and say, return the money. And then he gets off scuffery because she's stuck on a roof and she can't arrest him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's an interesting thing that Elise is always on the night shift. Like, what if she was working like the nine to five? You know, <laughs> like, how would she help the gargoyles? She couldn't. 
She couldn't. Does nobody else go in the roof where the gargoyles live? It's all a lot of questions I have. I mean, why would you be on the roof of a police station in a clock tower? But those are questions for gargoyles, too. Electric boogaloo. Still goiling. (laughs) Maralar goil. Mm -hmm. And that's gargoyles. Would you show it to a kid? Yeah. (laughs) Jalen? I mean... I'm not opposed to it, but I wouldn't on purpose be in a room with it again. What? You wouldn't? Where where would it come from? How did you personify this episode? (laughs) I wouldn't on purpose. What does that mean? What are you talking about? I wouldn't be like, hey, kids, let's sit down and watch this great cartoon. But But if if it was on the TV, I wouldn't be like, you can't see this. (laughs) There have been shows that we've watched that I would see it on a TV and be like, no, children, you're not allowed to see this. Can I ask you a question, Jalen? What? If you were in a Saw-like scenario where your choices were to watch an episode of Gargoyles that happened to be on the TV or to whip yourself at the ground Mm -hmm. um, face first, (laughs) what would you choose? The first one. Oh, interesting. Facial injuries are painful. Mm. Interesting. I wouldn't show this to a child. Uh, not sexual enough. And also, I don't. It, <laughs> it, it opens up all these questions about privilege that I, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't get into it on purpose. It's too early to to talk to kids about mm-hmm. that. I get it. I get it. And let's go. You gotta wait till let's go torture. with um, one to five monotones. One monotone. Why? That's a harsh grade. Mm-hmm. I went into the show with expectations that, as it turns out, were completely unfounded. Fantastic voice cast. Very funny backstory. Terrible show. Mm-hmm. Hated it. Mm-hmm. This one is uh, it's like the definition of fine for me. It's well animated. Voice cast is strong. Anything with Frakes is, you know, A plus in my book. But yeah, just super dull and quiet and sad for a show about like gargoyles, like monsters that turn into or like things that turn into monsters and and like stop crime. It's it's a very dour, yeah, unexciting show. Mm-hmm. So two and a half. I was going to give this a two and a half as well for for many of the reasons you guys have articulated. It's it's weird uh, and not like fun weird, just like inexplicable weird. And there's not much going on and. It's very dry. But then as I was thinking about it, as I lay awake in bed last night thinking about gargoyles, a wise man came to me and he said, it's actually pretty good. And so for that reason, I'm going to give it four and a quarter. (laughs) Yeah, all right. (laughs) Ben describes himself as a person that once gave gargoyles four and a quarter. And I would be accepted by um, many blogs outside of animation brew or cartoon brew or whatever. Indeed, you would. Shailen, you, you've been doing a lot of live research. Did you stumble across any pictures of people dressed up as Demona? I did not. Ben, did you? Did you? Yeah. Did you stumble across this? There's a lot of cosplay around gargoyles, which is fascinating to me. And it's mostly people just dressed up as D- Demona. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it inspired me to look into cosplay culture. And inspired this uh, tonight's game, which is called uh, Just Cause. <laughs> so I'm going to describe a costume. Mm-hmm. And you have to guess who the character or the person is dress- dressing up as, which character they're dressing up as. Okay. 
And these characters, I'm not going to pull a Shalen. These characters are for, from cartoons you've heard of. Okay. They're not like 1920s, like rubber hosed, uh, <laughs> you know, characters that you would only had heard of if you were 23 at that time. Mm-hmm. So. Jojo is immortal. Fred McMurray is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> but I've broken it down. I've kind of, there's a lot of like revealing details. So I kind of had to like make it a little fuzzy for you. Ooh, revealing. So. Yes, yes, yes. Well, answer revealing, not, yeah, well, yeah, there's some some revealing ones too. Listen, I've ridden the MBTA during Comic-Con, so I've seen some revealing cosplay, I'm just saying. So you've got a leg up. You've got a leg up. A little practice. Sheldon, you're going to go first. Can't wait. There's a man in a pink bodysuit, head bowed. In each hand, he's holding a white ball with a black dot in the center, a wide Blue and white belt stretches across his torso. He's Crumb it's from ho- All Real Monsters. Jesus Christ, you're right. That is insane. I'm going to mark that down. She only gets 100 points. Hell yeah. 100. All right, Ben. Mm-hmm. Three maniacs, almost dressed like mimes. Seuss-like snouts protrude from their white faces, which are topped off with a red dot like a cherry. Oh, is it uh, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot? That's correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Before we move to the next round, Shelly, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw out a hypothetical. Remember Back to the Future when Doc Brown fell off his toilet and he like he smashed his head and then he saw the flux capacitor? Mm-hmm. Do you think like in a world where you fell down and smashed your head that maybe it would help you be good at, at like our games? Maybe. Hmm, interesting. Something to consider, folks. It's a good It's a it's good, good hypothetical. hypothetical. Yeah. Get out of my brain. It's a hashtag hypothetical situation. In theory. <laughs> Shailen, this is your turn. I'm ready. Woman in a blue dress adorned with the solar system, red curls cascade from her loose bun. <laughs> so that was after I eat Taco Bell. It's the teacher from the magic school bus. I need a name. Oh, Mrs. Frizzle. I don't think she's Ms. Think Frizzle. She's, she's Ms. Frizzle. Miss That's Frizzle. Right. That's right. That's another 100 points for you, Shailen. <laughs> ben? Mm-hmm. An orange diving flipper covers the lower half of this man's face, while the upper half is bound in a violet wrap, capped by an ill-fitting fedora. A vinyl? Oh, a Darkwing Duck. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> I was like the duck from uh, Garfield and Friends, um, Dipsy Duck. <laughs> what was his name? Sheldon. Thank you. No, Sheldon was the pig. pig. The fuck? Get your fucking mind right. But what was the duck's name? Oh, Shelduck. Shelduck. It was Kokomo. Shailen. Ready. Gangly baby doll look, replete with unibrow. Her tongue lolls from her mouth, and I'm not sure why. Perhaps it's over her unrequited love for an oblong boy. I'm sitting right here. (laughs) Um, It's the Hey Arnold person and her name was uh-huh. Uh-huh. here's the problem i never watched that cartoon wow you missed out that on a one good episode one. I, I, I just need the name though it's like it's german sound i know it's like it's not kablaski but it's something like that <laughs> kablaski is my nickname in fifth grade yeah <laughs> it's weird how many nicknames you had when you were growing up oh, pretty cool helga helga Il- that, you're right you got it and it was Kumblaski then. 
Uh, ben, here's yours. That was my name in sixth grade. Yeah. Someone took scuba goggles and painted a single eye on it. The rest looks like a regular person with their purple hair tied up in a ponytail. Oh, uh, Leela. From yes, uh, yeah. Futurama. Yeah. Should have made these harder, Shailen, because mm-hmm. we're tied three uh, three hundred to three hundred. Oh, fuck yeah, Shailen, here's yours. This one's uninspired, but it's no less creepy. A man languidly rests on top of a pizza box while wearing a poorly rendered horse mask. What? <laughs> he couldn't have made it any clearer. Is it Bojack Horseman? That's the only You're horse correct. I can think of. Holy crap! Yes, you got it. Four hundred points. We're gonna kind of go into this uh, this subgenre of cosplay, which is um, things that shouldn't have been made sexy but are. Yes, um, fantastic, yeah. Max. <laughs> Joe Biden. I looked. I couldn't find any sexy Joe Biden. Sexy Joe Biden. Those those shades, like in an ice cream cone. Ooh, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> as as the world burned down, low. burns down around us, I can think of a uh, leather jacket. Anyway, just ask the question. <laughs> just running, running shorts, Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Ben, this person, she's she's holding a dish that this character she's portraying holds dear. She's head to toe in tight fitting orange, replete with cat you know, sexy little cat ears. Lasagna. Oh, uh, Garfield. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Sexy Garfield. Sexy Garfield. So I mean that see that sexy Garfield, it's sort of redundant. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. The lasagna made it too. Like, what are you? What are you going to do with that lasagna? Mm-hmm. You know, mm. where are you going to put it? You going to eat it, or you going to you going to rub it on you? You going to put it in your loose bun? Yeah. Let it cascade out. Mm-hmm. Shailen. Yep. A ringed planet adorns her blue shirt, which is tied just above the navel. Her wild red hair. Sorry. It's Miss Frizzle There's wild again. red hair. No, 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 no it no, isn't. No. That's There's wild red hair, which is traded in for wavy, cascading auburn locks. Purple glasses, a cute duck face complete the look. I don't know what to feel. Is it Chucky, Finster? Yes, it is. <laughs> the woman dressed up as sexy Chucky Finster. No one needed that. That doesn't need to exist. Oh, no. The woman is very attractive in the picture, but then she's dressed up like Chucky Finster, and it's like, I don't... There's so many other options. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Tommy, like, it's... Phil, Lil? <laughs> <laughs> Dill? That's right. Two on the nose, Ben. Um, ben, here's yours. Blue cutoff overalls, a yellow lycra shirt, big black goggles. A minion? That's correct, yes. Bob, Kevin, the other one? I had another line um, makes as much sense as the character's gibberish. Oh, oh, yeah. And that's not yeah. a banana. That's right. We are tied. So, mm-hmm. Shailen, actually, you know what? This is a tiebreaker. We're not going to end at a tie. All right. All right. And I'm not going to give Shailen the, uh, the opportunity. This is equal opportunity. So, first one to buzz in after I describe this character gets the point and the victory. Patch Adams. <laughs> Fuck. Hold on, I gotta look up at some, someone new. Uh, sexy Patch Adams. No, no, wait, I already did that one. Holly Hunter from the piano. <laughs> that was already sexy. Mm, lie with me. Uh, oh boy. Sexy Bruce the Shark from Johnson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Weirdly, that just comes out as Left Shark from the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, yeah. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. 
sexy, tight-fitting green mini dress with big eyes and a mouth. <laughs> Wouldn't mind poking. The lady from the Black Hole Sun video. <laughs> <laughs> it's the news anchor that gets jokerified in Batman. Yeah. Is it Mrs. Bighead? No. No, that's a really good guess, though. Wouldn't mind getting poked. There's a there's a theme there. There's a hint. Um, the the Noid. No. <laughs> I guess. Green mini dress. Mm. Big eyes with blue pupils. Marge Simpson. We all saw Is that it- play by pictorial. Oh. <laughs> every, every time you mention it, I look it up. <laughs> I'm like, it really wasn't that bad. Well, that's terrible. This is horrible. Why am I it's, looking at this? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Green. And the person in the picture is wearing a green mini dress that has big eyes with, like, blue pupils on it. And there's a big, like, red-lipped mouth. Wouldn't mind poking. Is it, is it Gumby? It's Gumby, Shailen. Shailen wins. <laughs> I was going to say, is it uh, Bulbasaur? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, actually, it's the next little mm-hmm. bit, Zyphosaurus. <laughs> Shailen, congratulations. You've won Thank Just Cause. Yeah. What a game. And like, it's a game where we got questions right. It yeah. Feels, it feels like a rarity. Yeah. How about yeah. that? It's a good feeling. Everybody wins. On Except the, that I won. Onto the mailbag. Not everybody. I love science fiction. Who doesn't? Star Trek and Star Wars is a debate that's raged for decades. So help me settle it. Would you rather get a big old smack on the ass from George Lucas? Or a big old kiss on the lips from Gene Roddenberry. Thanks, Dan Hot Boy Summer Taylor. Thanks, Dan. Pretty straightforward question this week. I, I have a question. A big old smack on the ass from George Lucas? Or a big old smooch on the lips from Gene Roddenberry? Is it a closed mouth kiss? That's what I need to know. A big old kiss on the lips. On the lips. Roddenberry, I don't want to go anywhere near George Lucas. That guy's a weirdo. Well, he, he'd be coming to you. What? He's he's smacking your yeah, ass. Yeah. He's coming to you. So he's, yeah, he's, I don't want his hand near my ass. Thank you. Hmm. Right. What if it was current day Gene Roddenberry? Isn't he dead? Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Would that change the answer? Yeah, it does change my answer because I don't want to kiss a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> it's either a kiss from a Roddenberry on the grave or... <laughs> That's a real bummer choice, guys. What about what would you okay. pick? When Lucas slaps our ass, if we choose him, mm-hmm. like does he look at each cheek and say it's 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 like poetry? <laughs> they rhyme. Ugh. Both cheeks. Does he have to speak? Yeah, that makes yeah. it so much worse. I'm going to change the question further. Oh, there's a lot of a lot of mitochondrians in this house. George Lucas is dressed up like Emperor Palpatine, <laughs> and Gene Roddenberry is dressed up. Like one of the Cardassians that stabbed Picard in the heart. <laughs> He's like a hairy pig man. But is it present day Roddenberry or or is he alive like 1972? Undead. Undead. So dead and then revived. Uh, yeah, dead and loving it. Or reanimated, mm-hmm. I should say. Yeah. I have no corpse interests. Neither of you have answered the question, by <laughs> the way. I have no corpse interests. Oh, we're still on you. You haven't answered the question yet. So when Lucas is dressed as Palpatine, is does he say, I'm going to palpat your ass? Like, is, is that is that something he says? He gives you a 20-minute monologue about love. 
If I have yeah. to if I have to choose between a corpse or a used to be corpse, I'm always going to pick the alive thing to be near my body. So Shailen, you want George Lucas to slap your ass? Uh, no, I don't want that either. That's you just it's an, said. It's an either or choice. If I have to pick one, I'm going to pick the living being over the dead one. Yes. It's George Lucas slapping your ass. Okay. All right, it's recorded. I would want the kiss from Roddenberry because I would want to steal his essence. I think it's already out of his body at that point. That's him blowing his essence into me. And then I am taking over over Star Trek. No six shows at once. Star Trek doesn't need a cinematic universe. You need one, and you need to write one good episode out of every six or seven Mm -hmm. and let it run for seven years. Mm -hmm. And then you make a bunch of movies of varying quality. And then there's a convention every year where you go and you get married by like third tier stars. That's that's my legacy that I'm stealing from. Um, a corpse that you yeah. smooched. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. It's pretty clear. Hmm. I'm a PC guy. Providence College. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel bad for John Hodgman in those commercials. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll take the smack in the ass. Okay. From George Lucas. His weird little baby hands. You don't know that he has baby hands. Have you seen interviews I with him? I bet they're very soft. He has weird little hands. I, I bet he has like weak arms mm-hmm. and like his, his ass is less of a slap and more of like a gentle pat, Ugh, which is what- God. He's like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Everything in my body just clenched and I thought I was going to vomit. That's the play I want. Ugh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Listeners, we want to hear from you. Yeah, um, I don't want to know anymore. Hashtag this. Star Trek or Star Wars. Okay. He calls himself the Empire, and he just keeps like he keeps like yelling at me like the Empire Strikes Back, and he keeps slapping my ass while doing it. I'm doing a big thumbs up. I literally yeah. threw up in my mouth when Dave said that. That's cool. Yeah, and then and then he slathers mayonnaise. Mm. On <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! Was that that was disgusting? I'm sorry. It, that makes me want to throw my face onto a step. But thanks, Dan. Email at watchbotspod.com. Now, it's time for the breakaway, runaway hit segment, uh, A Moment of Ben. Big news story broke today. Be a few days old by the time listeners hear this, but it could be the end of an era. Wall Street Journal today reported that WWE Chairman Vince McMahon uh, may have paid $3 million as a hush settlement to a paralegal who he was having an affair with who tripled her salary upon the affair starting. Doesn't seem great. Bunch of NDAs came out. Now, I'm not going to lionize Vince McMahon, a known horrible, horrible person, but a man who has helped provide, I mean, entertainment may be too broad, the show's pretty bad these days, for our whole lives. And as that changes, you know, as the sands through the hourglass, the, the seasons of time change, what does the future hold? For WWE, if it's just a soulless content factory, what does that mean? You know, what does that mean for us? What does that mean for the world? What does that mean for the United States? These are the things I think about. It's a pregnant pause. What do you guys think? I thought this was just the moment of Ben. Agreed. I mean, it's never stopped anybody from interjecting in the past. Well, now it's there's a like you know there's a structure around this bit, so like we, we I don't. I seem to recall last time you guys interjected immediately. So yeah, that's true. Okay, hold on, I'll stop. I guess I, I got. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, no oh. words. Okay, words. <laughs>
I just can't wrap my brain around wanting to or being willing to have an affair with Vince McMahon in the last That's 30 years. That's the thing years. about this story. Like, ooh, yes, give me the um, the man that looks like the internet frog. Yes, I want that. Mm. And like, has no muscle tension in his neck. Just, oh, it's all tension. It's just flopping around. And then around. she released it. And then it's like, was it hush money because he did something wrong? And then I'm like, oh, God, she's a victim? Or is she a gold digger and somehow he's a victim? I don't want to think about these things. It just, it doesn't surprise me and I hate it and it's not shocking. It's a sordid affair. Hmm. Really makes you think. And that's what this segment's all about. It's making you think. I had to look up pictures of saltine crackers to recover from Dave's previous comment. Pictures of saltine crackers, huh? Uh-huh. Why? So you didn't even have to eat them. You just look at them and they sell enough. your stomach? It helped. Yeah. That's like when I'm when I'm like motion sick, I'll just like Google a picture of ginger ale. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, I feel fucking better. That's awesome. When I'm hungover and I just Google like a big old burger and I'm like, mm, my tongue feels rad as shit. Or like when my face is like intact uh-huh. and I don't want it to be, so I'll Google... Like a, a stone step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then like, I, I feel like immense pain. Mm-hmm. Or a wooden step, perhaps. Yeah. A composite, who's to say? Mm-hmm. These, I mean, these are all just ideas floating in the air, folks. Now, that's Gargoyles. That's the show. That's a virtuoso performance by all of us, I, th- I feel. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry, listeners. I, I apologize. No, you're really good. My, my pick will be better next time. Uh, the, the pick is, as always, irrelevant. I think we together did well. Yeah. Regardless of our source material. It was. It, you guys picked me up. Mm-hmm. It's a collective effort. Flew me to Key Largo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, regardless of whether you're listening in Key Largo, Kokomo, a Scottish castle on top of a Manhattan building. Demona. The year 994. Or today, modern day. You can Angela. follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Jonathan. watch Botspot, subscribe, rate, review on um, your, your platform of choice. If you're a Gargoyles fan, you know, rate five stars on the essence of the review, not the review itself. Although I gave it a high review, so I guess you can review on that. I loved it. A wise man once told me, don't judge a show Gargoyles based on one episode. <laughs> Give it fifteen or so. I do wonder if it would if I would have loved it if I had watched the whole first. Well, season. I don't know, but we're past that portion of the show. For Dave and for Shailen, this is Ben. This is Mr. Freeze. <laughs> we're chilling. We're out of here. I'm I'm gonna play us out gently. What do you think? Sounds good. All right, everybody. I like I can't wait to hear it. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. You're hearing it right now. It's in your ears. Mm. It's good. Oh, oh man, just, it's, I need a detective. Whew. <laughs> <laughs>